You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. Uh, former CPB director, uh, CBP director, I should say, Mark Morgan is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, Joe Biden suddenly taking an interest to go into the southern border. And he's not going to California, where all the Chinese nationals are coming across. He's going to Brownsville, Texas, where Greg Abbott already sealed it, and there's nobody coming across, and he's going to try and take care. Uh, he's going to try, try and take cre- credit for it, or just get a photo op that uh, you know Andrea Mitchell will talk about, and Joe Scarborough will you know give Joe Biden a tongue bath, ugh, which is kind of a, I mean, the picture, just the image there. Ugh. So that's happening, and uh, Donald Trump is going down to Eagle Pass, and he's going to be down there, and uh, Newsmax is going to be there as well. One thirty Eastern is when the coverage starts, so if you want to check it out on Newsmax or maybe consider getting that Newsmax Plus membership, which is 5 bucks a month. It's 5 bucks a month. Uh, I've got it. I just got my payment thing in the mail, in the, in the email. I'm like, this is the best... This is the best subscription I have. I've got a Tucker subscription. I've got a Substack subscription for uh, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger. And Newsmax is really, really important because I trust them. You trust them. I just wrapped up taping on uh, and editing of my TV show for this weekend, by the way. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. Ooh, it's a good one. <laughs> it, is a, it is a good one. Yesterday in Athens, Georgia, the politically correct mayor who uh, has been so proud of the city being a sanctuary city, addressed Lakin Riley's murder by an illegal Venezuelan who was allowed to come across the border, had been in custody a couple times and released by Joe Biden's uh, ICE and, uh, and border uh, you know, uh, agents who have to do his bidding, which is nothing, all right? And uh, he was not greeted very nicely, and he shouldn't be. He should be ashamed to show his face in public ever again. That term means different things to different people, depending on the context of the discussion. Uh, we know many, what it means. many of the elements. Liar. Many of the elements. Liar. 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 We, liar. We are here to listen. Liar. You're a liar. We are here to listen. Liar. There'll be time for liar. questions. You're a guilty guy. Time these people got uh, got confronted about this. You know, you, you, ever, you ever see these people walking away from cameras, they won't answer, you know, Adam Schiff won't answer about Russia collusion. He lied about it, lied about it, lie about it. He has this hubris about him because he knows that the media, the mainstream media who lied about Russia collusion, even though it was created by John Brennan, literally, and, and Adam Schiff knew about it. And he could just walk along, never have to answer a question, never have to answer a question. It's time to hold these people accountable for their nonsense. And now... Lake and Riley's parents got to put her in the ground this weekend. She's 22 years old. Three in five voters, even uh, one in two Democrats, told uh, pollsters that uh, the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas is righteous. It needs to be done. The impeachment proved by, uh, approved by 48% of Democrats, 54% of independents, 81% of Republicans. Because he... He is the uh, the man who did the marching orders of whoever is pulling Joe Biden's strings. And crime is through the ceiling, and people are dying, and people are being raped, and thousands and thousands of children are being sex trafficked, and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are dying of fentanyl poisoning. And these people are going to have to be held accountable for it. 
And eventually, I hope, when Donald Trump is the president again, they get, they get sent to jail. They get sent to prison. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California. Sean, welcome to the show. What's going on, my friend? Uh, greetings from West Lib Tardio. Ah, West Lib Tardio. Getting tardier every day. Yeah. Yeah, and this thing that happened in Georgia, we got sort of a heads up in 2015 when Kate Starnley was killed by well, an illegal alien. That was five times deported. And her parents, uh, Kate Starling's parents, tried to sue San Francisco's and the authorities, and their case was not allowed. And it's just like there's never any accountabilities for the officials that enabled this. And, and now we have literally have hotels being completely uh, bought out, being paid by NGOs that are making gigantic amounts of money. We're paying for it while people are stepping over the bodies of fentanyl OD victims and homeless people and people suffering like they've never suffered before. And people in Chicago, schools being shut down so illegals could be housed there. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, Boston, they've got the community centers where kids used to go play basketball as their last bastion of refuge against a crime-ridden neighbor and they invested $500,000 in it just to house illegals. And in New York City, they've got a giant tent where each one of the beds in a tent are $20,000 per person per month. It is unbelievable the abuses and usurpations we're suffering, Sean. And I think that people, and I think Lake and Riley was the last straw yesterday, or this weekend, I do. I really, really do. I think we're done, done, done. Well, I was, I was done with... Kate Steinle, I'm just even more done now. I know, I know. Well, all I can say is just stay focused. They're going to distract us with a lot of nonsense. You know, this uh, Tucker Car- or T- Tucker, this Hunter Biden uh, on Capitol Hill, this transgender nonsense. Da, da, da. It's going to distract us, but we have to focus on the country, our security, holding our leaders accountable, and saving it, and saving the country. I appreciate the phone call, man. Appreciate it very much. Mike Johnson uh, met the other day with uh, with uh, Mitch McConnell, who announced that he's leaving his leadership uh, position in the Senate because he's got a 6% approval rating and uh, he's done nothing to make the country better. Uh, we know that um, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, NR, the Republican National Committee is, is under new leadership, will be very soon, uh, because it has failed. Uh, it has failed, and people are, are sick and tired of it, so at least Republicans are being held accountable. And uh, and then also, of course, uh, uh, not only there, Chuck Schumer was there, uh, uh, Joe Biden was there, and they're trying to hammer through a Ukrainian aid deal without the open southern border being addressed. And they think they're going to get away with it. What they Just that what they've done in the last three weeks has been completely tone-deaf And then on the heels of, literally yesterday, we know, everybody knew about this murder in Georgia, and they're still avoiding the border and just pushing Ukraine. This was Mike Johnson last night after the meeting saying, uh, we ain't doing nothing until you fix the border. I reminded the president and all involved that the number one issue in America is that open border, the catastrophe that we have that President Biden himself uh, designed, that he caused and created. And I told him, just as I have many times before, he must address it with his executive authority. We can't wait any longer. 
Now, um, Mike Johnson says, even though they're going to do another stinking CR, which they've been doing since October, that they have broken the back on the massive omnibus spending bills with thousands of pages that are rammed through at the last moment. The Democrats, usually in the Senate, would jam the House right before Christmas every year with, you know, a 4,000-page piece of legislation that spends, you know, over a, a, a trillion and a half dollars. That's no way to run a railroad. So what we did was we broke this up so that we could actually amend and negotiate and fight for policy initiatives on 12 separate appropriations bills. We've done that. Uh, we've got an agreement now, and, and now they'll be passed in two uh, packages because, as you noted, the calendars run out. But this was an important thing. We have got to break the cycle in the way Washington works. We've got to reform budgeting and spending, and we're going to have an opportunity to do that going forward because we had this hard fight right now. And then eventually we're going to have to completely bulldoze the swamp, do like what Elon Musk did with Twitter, fire about 80% of the employees. Completely take the top, take the heads off of the FBI, the DHS, the HHS, the CDC, the IRS, and downsize all of those agencies. Downsize all of them. Here is uh, Mike Johnson being told yesterday by the president that, oh, I can't do anything on this border without, a, without congressional action, even though the latest bill has nothing to do with the border. And in the group, I told him, Mr. President, if you just issue an executive order that reinstates remain in Mexico, sir, the Border Patrol, your, the own Border Patrol, your, your agents told us it would, it would reduce the flow by 70 percent, almost overnight, you know because the time. message would go out throughout the world. Don't waste your life savings on a cartel. They're not going to be able to get you over the line. Stay where you are. Stay in Mexico. Stay in a safe third country. He won't do it, Sean. He told me that he, he didn't have the authority to do that. I said, that's just simply not true. President Trump did it. Why can't you do it? He said, oh, Mexico doesn't well, want that. Well, you're the president of the United States. You should act like it. Uh, I said uh, that what we have to do is we have to spend, send special ops into Mexico. They need to paint targets. Uh, this includes these uh, Chinese fentanyl manufacturing plants down there, the way they assemble the pills that are killing our children. Uh, we have to go after these drug lords and these cartel members, blow up their mansions into smithereens. Then, uh, then we need to uh, tell Mexico all trade and travel ends until you seal that border. All trade and travel ends with Mexico until the border is sealed. Donald Trump did that with tariffs. He said 50% tariff on everything. They sent 28,000 troops to the border summarily. That's what's going to have to happen. Because Mexico and this leader in Mexico, this iteration of the Mexican government, is our enemy. They are not our friend. You don't do this. You don't do this to a country that you depend on so much for your well-being. Because without the United States, Mexico is scrod. Mexico is scrod. Here's a Eric Adams yesterday. Eric Adams says that uh, he finally wants to do something about the, uh, the, the situation with uh, illegal criminals, which, by the way, the mayor of uh, Athens, Georgia, said there's no increase in illegal activity when illegals come into the country. But Eric Adams, uh, he says there is. Leave people who are violent in our city and commit repeated crimes should have the privilege of being in our city. Some people have a different belief than that. Why? You know, that is my belief. Why? And if I had my way, of if you are repeatedly committing crimes in our city, uh, like the individual did a, a serious crime and then got out and went and assaulted and did, uh, did a robbery, uh, you don't have the... You know how I know this man is a complete idiot? Listen to him speak. Right to be in our city. 
and tarnish those overwhelming number who are here following the rules. Uh, that is what I believe. Okay. Now, here is Eric Adams, and I told you this about these Democrat leaders, that uh, all they care about is getting more money to take care of the illegals and further inconvenience, uh, destroy the lives of their citizens, and by the way, and by the way, put them out of work, take their jobs. Don't believe me? Here's Eric Adams again. Now, we, the overwhelming number of migrants and asylum seekers that are here, they, wanted, they want to work. I still don't understand why the federal government is not allowing them to work. They need to have the right to work, like all of us that have come to this country. You need to have the right to work. He says they need to have the right to work. Listen. Still don't understand why the federal government is not allowing them to work. They need to have the right to work, like work, all of us work, work, that have come to this country, work, work, that the ability to do so. Work, work. But those small numbers that are committing crimes, we need to modify the, uh, the sanctuary city law that if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE. But the rest of you can stay and take our jobs and register to vote, and we'll get you in. And then after the election happens and all those votes are counted, we'll tell people they can't say anything about the election because uh, there is no election fraud. I'm telling you, and Candace Owens said it yesterday, well, I saw a video of her yesterday, uh, you know, it, it isn't white people who are so worried, I mean, you know, replacement theory, but there's a real replacement theory happening, uh, happening in places like Chicago. And New York City, where black people who live in poverty, a lot of the times, 25% of kids in New York City, black kids, in poverty. And he's like, I oh, know, come on in. If you break the law, we'll boot you out. But otherwise, here, we, we, want, we want you to work. We want you to take those jobs. It really is uh, remarkably, remarkably tone deaf. And I think the American people, both liberal and conservative Democrats and Republicans, are tired of it. Uh, on the way, MSNBC has a meltdown because the Supreme Court agreed to hear the presidential uh, immunity case with Donald Trump. You, you're going to love this. It's on the other side of the break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. Over 50,000 Central Asians crossed the U.S. Uh, border illegally in 2023. A top GOP senator ominously warning about a, a growing network of terrorists entering the U.S. through the southern border that could be plotting an attack on American soil. Why, why isn't the president addressing this? Why isn't uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre addressing this? Because it's the plan. We've got enemies in our country, guys. We've, we've got enemies running our country. Senator Steve Daines, Republican Montana, told uh, reporters at a press conference Tuesday warned that 50,000 Central Asians crossed into the country illegally in 2023. 40,000 Central Asian nationals awaiting U.S. asylum, according to the uh, Transactional Records Access Clearinghouse from places like uh, Uzbekistan, 17,007 from Kyrgyzstan, 3,000 from Tajikistan. Uh, increased concern about Chinese nationals crossing the southern border. The CBB has recorded 21,000 encounters of Chinese nationals in the San Diego sector. I think we ought to seal off California from the rest of the country. I'm not kidding. Uh, and I hope that uh, Republican governors will start shipping every illegal who's come here in the last three years to a sanctuary state like California. 100%. Absolutely 1,000%. That's what they're trying to do with the country. Flood and collapse the country. Send them to California. It's on a border of collapse anyway. $76 billion in debt. 700,000 illegals promised free health care. People in California won't be able to get into an emergency room, won't be able to see doctors. 
all sorts of stuff. Anyway, uh, Supreme Court has agreed to hear uh, the Trump presidential immunity claim in uh, Jack Smith January the 6th case. What this means is the trial could be postponed past uh, November, which means uh, no conviction. Yeah, no conviction. And uh, Rachel Maddow went bananas. I'll leave that alone. Last night on uh, on uh, MSNBC, she's the same person who said Russia collusion was real for two years and hasn't apologized. The idea that this is an open question, that it might be that a former president can never be tried for something. It sucks to be you. Thing that he did because he was president when he did it is disproven by a plain reading of American history and the whole justification for Richard Nixon being pardoned in the first place. So the idea that this has to be taken up is them saying the sky is green. Right. And I think even for the non-lawyers among us... Well, you see, because it's election interference, and the reason why Jack Smith is pushing it is to interfere in the election. That's why the Supreme Court is taking it up right now. ...to be able to say, you know what? The sky is not green even on our worst day. This is BS. You and Joe Biden is uh, doesn't have dementia, speaking of sky is green. Doing this as a dilatory tactic to help your political, uh, your political friend, your partisan patron. And for, for you to say that this is... And the opposite is uh, helping out your political friend, Jack Smith. Here's Jonathan Turley talking about uh, Jack Smith running out of time. So let's assume for a second that they rule for Smith and they send back what's called the mandate to the district court for the trial to go forward. If that happens in June, the trial judge has to get through pretrial motions that could take easily a couple of months. Then the trial itself can take three months. <laughs> now, if you do that... You're getting awfully close to the election. And the Department of Justice has long had a rule not to have elections within a couple of, uh, sorry, trials within a couple of months of elections. Uh, now, e even though Jack Smith has been given a lot of discretion, that policy rests with Maine Justice. And I think the Attorney General. Jack Smith's appointment was political. He's a hag judge himself uh, really should sign off on uh, departing from that policy. So there's a lot of questions here, but Jack Smith is seeing a loss of calendar space. And for him, it's significant. Every I love it. I love it. I love it. Here is Ely Mastal last night on MSNBC. He looks like a very, uh, he looks like a Q-tip with a very fat stick. Then the appeals court gives a bulletproof ruling, as Dahlia says, and they still decide to take He's it. Go, he goes after the Supreme Court. This is why they want to pack the Supreme Court. What it says is that they are cor corrupted political actors who act in bad faith. The reason why people like Mark and people like Dahlia seem to have a crystal Sucks to be you. ball is because they're real. Because they're realists and they understand the court for what it is. And at some point, people. A third branch of government? In the media, people at home, and people sitting in the White House. When we don't get things our way, we just want the Supreme Court to be blown up. Have to stop pretending that the Supreme Court is some kind of benign, trying to do its best institution and start to. But it would be if there were more liberal judges, right? Q tip. <laughs> What a buffoon, what a maroon, what a gullible. All right, so coming up, Mark Morgan, former CBP director, to talk about the southern border. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show.
hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The Wellness Company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. And so that term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Many, many of the elements, many of the elements, we're here to listen. That is the uh, mayor of Athens, uh, Georgia, Kelly Gertz, uh, who was called out during a presser yesterday. He's been there uh, for a number of years. In 2019, he uh, he defended uh, sanctuary city status. He's been if, uh, he's been uh, protecting it ever since. They have a sheriff in that county who uh, who actually uh, campaigned to become sheriff on uh, not working with ICE. And now we got a dead 22 year old girl who had a bright future. And, uh, and these people are finally, hopefully, going to be held accountable. Uh, Mark Morgan, former CBP director, also Newsmax contributor. I hope one day that we will have him on our show. We can just talk about barbecue or something like that. But in the meantime, we got to talk about the uh, horrific border situation that Joe Biden created. Uh, Mark Morgan joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you? Rob, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. I'll tell you what, this Lake and Riley case has really got people just beyond upset. I, Mark, I tell you, this is every time we think we have a last straw, another last straw happens. But I mean, Amer- Americans are just fed up. And then on top of everything else, Joe Biden goes to the border because Donald Trump is going to the border and he goes to a place that that uh, that the uh, the Texas authorities and Greg Abbott shut down, presumably so he could take credit for it instead of going to Cal. California, where it's still wide open. What are your thoughts today, Mark, on Biden's visit and Trump's visit to the border and Lake and Riley? Or, or he could have gone to Arizona, multiple places where he would have actually seen what was going on. But keep in mind, look, the, 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 this is no surprise. The last time that he went, actually the first time in 40 years of being in Congress, he got a sanitized view. He's going to get a sanitized view again. That shouldn't be surprising. And to be honest, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, we may disagree a little bit on this is that it really look. I don't think it's a big a deal where uh, they, they go actually on the border. What what's what's important is actually what we hear from the president and specifically what he's going to do and if he accepts accountability. Those are the important things for any leader. We're not going to hear any of that, right? So what we're going to hear is for the first after. By the way, after three years of this president and his accomplice, Secretary Mayorkas, refusing to acknowledge there was even a crisis. 
just finally, the past few weeks, they finally admitted a crisis, but what did they do? They actually blamed the Republicans because they didn't pass a ridiculous bill that had nothing to do with border security. It was a windfall for NGO and sanctuary cities that led to Lincoln Riley's death, by the way. When, when here's the truth, and they keep lying to the American people, Rob, and it's so frustrating. HR2, you know what? We should rename HR2 to the Lincoln Riley bill because it was the most, it was the strongest border security bill that was actually passed in the chamber. It went over to the Senate where Chuck Schumer sat on it. He refused to put it on the floor for a vote. He refused to put it out there for public debate and discussion. He refused to even talk about amendments. He just said no. That was the policy path forward. If the the Democrats would have passed that bill eight months ago and they were forced to implement it, maybe this death would have been prevented because it was a real border security bill. I got to tell you, um, you know, I've 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 lost a lot of sleep over this, Mark, and and there have been a lot of political events that I've I've witnessed in my life, and and writing for Rush Limbaugh, uh, and I followed politics for a very long time since I was in my early twenties, and I've never lost sleep over something like I like like last night. I, I had uh, you know worried going to bed as going to bed. I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, why is this happening, dear God in heaven? Why do we have all of these Chinese immigrants coming across the border? Why do we have all of these terrorists? actors coming across the border i mean it's it's very obvious to me mark i mean they've got people on the terrorist watch list coming over by the hundreds by the hundreds and people are coming from all over the border we've never seen anything like this in our history mark we've never seen anything like this and this isn't about votes mark at this point there's no friggin' way this is about votes this is not about replacement theory this is about taking the country down and i am i'm telling you i feel like i'm paul revere here going you know two arms two arms the british are coming because we're in a moment here that that something very dangerous has happened and the american people are awake to it yeah look i look i, I agree we we the paul review that that is a great analogy that look that, that's why i get so passionate that's why i get so fired up i'm like i keep telling people you've got to wake the hell up it's not a matter if or when the threats come to our border they're already here look, look lake and riley don't get me wrong i'm glad that this whole Terrific tragedy is, is in the forefront. I hope she becomes the face of the lawlessness and chaos at our border. But here's here's what's even worse, if you can think that how could that get worse, is that she's not the first, and she's not going to be the last. I mean, let's say all their names. Kayla Hamilton, Elizabeth Medina, Molly Tibbetts. I mean, we can go on, we can spend the rest of your show down names of people that have died. Last year, ICE arrested 73,000 criminal illegal aliens in this country. 73,000, including murderers, rapists, pedophiles, aggravated felons, gang members. In the past 36 months, CBP, Rob, they've encountered over 70,000 criminals, including murderers, rapists, pedophiles, aggravated felons. And one more, I know I'm going along, but please, one more. From 2011 to 2024, in the state of Texas alone, they arrested over 300,000 criminal illegal aliens that had been charged with over 500,000 crimes, including 950 homicides, 1,100 kidnappings, and 60,000 assaults. And that was the state of Texas alone. Wake up, America. We must stop the chaos and lawlessness. 
Now, wait, wait, hold on there, Mark. I'm going to call you to task here because the mayor of Athens says that support for um, illegals and illegals coming into the country uh, doesn't mean crime. Just listen to him. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Now, he, he left out the word illegal immigration Correct. did you notice that he Correct. left out Correct. illegal immigration but you've just said what what everybody knows these people are coming across this, the border it was bad enough when they weren't vetting them during covid mark i mean while they're telling your kid they can't go to school they're allowing people to come across the southern border we you know with t, we see tb coming back yep. and, and that was just the beginning and now it's even worse because they're criminals yeah, that's exactly right, Rob. Look, and look, I'm usually not one for, for people to shout down people, but I'm glad this guy did because that mayor, everything he's, he's delusional. He's absolutely delusional. He's let his ideology and his politics make him blind, ignorant, and stupid with respect to the truth, reality, and facts. I mean, how many? We actually have an organization in this country. It's called ABAC, American Victims of Illegal Alien Crime. Think about that. So many Americans have lost their lives and suffered at the hands of people that should not be here. And yet this guy makes it lying to himself and the American people that says there's no coalition. How, how, how can you tell me? Just this fact, seven, ice, in one year, 2023, 73,000 criminals that they arrested without even trying, and including for murder, rape, pedophilia, aggravated felons, it goes on and on. Anyone who says that, that here's a problem is that the narrative is out there, is that, well, gosh, if, if, you, if you say, like what President Trump says, that, that criminals and murders and rapists are coming across, oh, oh, you're called a racist, you're anti-brown people. No, it, no, the truth is, is that not everybody coming across is bad. Absolutely. But guess what? The reverse side of the coin is true as well. Not everybody coming across is good. In the past 36 months, Rob, 1.9 million known Godaways. Why do we have Godaways when we know all you have to do is sit down, turn yourself into a border patrol, and you have an 85% chance of being released in, in the United States? Why do we have a Godaway? Because that's where the murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and aggravated felons are. Wake up, America. This is uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and Nicole Wallace two years ago. And I'd like to understand from you what Trump-era immigration policies have been banned ended, reversed, and if any investigations are underway by you. Uh, so we have rescinded so many uh, Trump immigration policies, it would take so much time to list them. There he goes. He actually admits that they got rid of the Trump immigration policies, which caused all of this. Now the president is saying he can't do anything by executive order. They've got to have some sort of legislation. And they're not even talking about border legislation. They're talking about sending massive amounts of money to Ukraine. Chuck Schumer yesterday, did you hear him? He didn't mention the border. All he talked about was Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. When our number one issue is this southern border, Mark. Fortunately, Mike Johnson said, hey, man, we're not going to do anything unless we get a border bill so do you do you are you optimistic possibly that that during an election year at least we could maybe seal this border to you know to pass whatever to get something across the finish line i'm not for by the way funding ukraine not a damn dime but but what are your thoughts on that well, first of all, thank God for Mike Johnson, because when it comes to at least our border, he's holding the line. He's doing the right thing. Again, that Senate bill, I, 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 do, I refuse to call that a border security bill because it was anything but. First of all, the $20 billion, oh, and by the way, the bill gave $60 billion 
They wanted to give $60 billion to Ukraine when to secure our own borders is only $20 billion. And Rob, to your point, of the $20 billion, $7 billion, that's with a B, $7 billion was going to go to NGOs in sanctuary cities. The same sanctuary cities like New York that arrested the illegal alien scumbag that they let out, went to Georgia, and then allegedly killed Lincoln Riley. That is where that bill would have given more money to sanctuary cities like New York. No, that's why the Republicans said, no way in hell are we going to vote for that bill. That's why we passed H.R. 2, because it was actually a policy pathway forward that would have mandated this uh, uh, this administration to secure the border. But look, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the Republicans are going to be strong. But hey, did you just hear of all the—I couldn't believe—I I never what? thought I would say this, that I actually what? agreed with something Fetterman said. He actually supporting H.R. 2 now. Oh, Really? Fetterman did. Well, see what happens. You know what happened? He had a stroke. And you know what that is? That's the equivalent of turning your computer on and off to get it to run properly. <laughs> Maybe somebody did a disk cleanup and, uh, and defragmentation on his brain. They need to do that for Joe, but his hard drive is shot. I think that is the case. Unbelievable. Mark, I tell you what, man, and, and you do a lot more traveling around the country than I do, and you are intimately involved. You are CBB director. You know this. Um, what can states uh, with Republican governors, what can they do? Is there the possibility, what I think they ought to do, is find people who have come here illegally since uh, Joe Biden became the president and send them to sanctuary. And I'm talking about from places like, you know, uh, uh, Missouri. I'm talking right. about place, you know, like that. Sending them to states like California. I think they ought to send them all to California, to be quite honest. California's yeah, on the verge of collapse anyway. They're saying 700,000, uh, you know, people going to be covered, all their medical t- care taken care of, uh, among other things. There's $76 billion in the hole. Uh, I think, uh, you know, hey, you want to continue this? You know, let's just help you out. Let's just help you. What do you what do you think? And what do you suppose Republican uh, states could do? So this is a great question. I tell you, Robert, because this is, goes online. Any governor that says, ah, well, guys, we're limited to what we can do. That's the same thing as Joe Biden saying he doesn't have the executive authority when he does. It's just not true. And for anybody listening, look, go to go to heritage dot org heritage website. There's a there, there's a, a great book in there that they listed 20 things that states can do. It goes right to your point. And let me give you just a couple of examples. So, look, illegal aliens coming to, 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 to our country right now, they want five things. They want to be able to come in illegally and be released. They want to be free from lawful deportation. They want to work illegally, send money home, and bring family members. So states need to start attacking those things. So let's talk a, a, an easy one. E-Verify. How about that? States could amplify their only statewide E-Verify Start making it impossible for employers to hire illegal aliens. We know that 95% of those coming to our country illegally are economic migrants. They're not valid asylum seekers. If a state shuts down their ability to work in their state, Rob, I promise you they will stop coming. That's just one example of many the states could actually do. Well, Mark, I'm going to tell you something. Every day I come in here, 
and every day I have to look at the onslaught of, of bad news and and uh, and I worry about the, the direction of the country. And every day I have to pick myself up and I have to say, we've got to overwhelm these people with joy and patriotism and we've got to make it very clear to them that if we continue down this path, we are going to become ungovernable. And I'm not talking about uh, violence in any way, shape, or form, but we cannot accept this anymore, Mark. Heritage.org is what you said that was. And I also know you're involved with this border 911.com uh, get involved with that uh, you know sign up and whatnot on uh, on border 911 um, mark I'm just so glad that you're on the side of good and and I think you're a powerful voice and I and I do believe that so many of us have, have come together at this time I think there's a reason why we've come together for this and that's to save the country so I'm really Thank glad you. that you're you're fighting the good fight bro and I'm never going to quit man and you are neither so and this is why I love look I know you got to go this is why I love coming on your show though because you're filled with passion and genuous and and, and, and look we're, we're kindred spirits on that people look uh, get mad get angry yes, you've got to because our country's being destroyed right now because of the chaos of laws at our borders hey bro we gotta go mark as always god bless and we'll talk again soon so glad you're on our side have a glorious weekend bro let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show Another failed bureaucrat, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who is a walking buffoon, is on Capitol Hill being gray, uh, grilled because he uh, he underwent surgery and cancer treatment and all this as the uh, Secretary of Defense and didn't tell anybody. And uh, Matt Gates questioned him today because um, he's asking and begging for forgiveness for his unauthorized absence, but not giving the same grace to 9,000 service members he kicked out for not getting the COVID vaccine. You didn't tell the president that you had cancer, that you were being treated for cancer, or that the treatment for that cancer had gone wrong because you saw it as personal and medical. And I think a lot of us have empathy for you in that regard. But now that you see how personal medical decisions are. Will you call for the re-recruitment, restoration of full rank and back pay for the 8,600 service members who were vax mandated out of the military? Uh, no, I won't. So on March 4th, 2021, you... Well, sir, then you can go straight to hell. How's that sound? Oh, oh, he's going to have to go in for another surgery. I just heard this. Apparently, Lloyd Austin is going to be rushed to to, uh, to uh, uh, Walter Reed to remove Nancy Mace's foot from his ass. When did you first receive your diagnosis? It was early December. And then who did you tell? Did you tell your staff when you received di the diagnosis? I, I did not. Again, um, as I said did earlier. Did you tell your staff you received the diagnosis, yes or no? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. Um, when did you learn that you needed surgery? Well, as soon as that diagnosis was made, you know, you have... Okay, and then when did you, did you um, tell your staff you needed surgery? When you found out you needed surgery, did you then inform your staff that you needed I, I didn't, surgery? I didn't tell my staff that I needed surgery. Um, <laughs> when did you schedule the surgery? Uh, it was uh, mid-December. Wow. Okay, and that was the December 22nd surgery? Yes. When you scheduled the surgery, did you tell your staff you had a surgery scheduled? I, I did not. Um, wow. Is... When you go under, he, he's the Secretary of Defense in, in a in a world that you know where we're on the verge of World War Three. Surgery for prostate cancer? Do you need to be like totally knocked out? Right? You can't be awake for the surgery. You have to be totally unconscious, right. incapacitated. You, right? You, yes or no? You, that's right. Okay. Thank you. Wow. And then, um, 
The date of the first surgery was December 22nd. At what point did you tell your staff you were going under the knife and going to be unconscious and incapacitated? Again, uh, I... He needs to go, man. I mean, he's got to go. He cannot be in charge anymore. And I, I said months ago, I said, if you think that the best and brightest are in Washington, D.C. leading us, you are 1,000% wrong. And this isn't even funny anymore. I mean, every branch of the government are run by idiots, buffoons, or totally corrupt autocrats. That's the way it is. That's why we need to decapitate these agencies. That's why we need to pave the swamp, bulldoze it, pave it over, and start over again. Who's with me? Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. We have a lot of stuff to get to, and I know it's been pretty hot and heavy for the entire show thus far. It does get that way, doesn't it? <laughs> we got a lot of things on the uh, on the plate. Uh, the number, if you want to call, 800 922 I'm never going to stop being optimistic, man. We're going to have these days, and uh, we're going we're gonna to look at the horizon, and we're going to fret, and we're going to worry, and we've never been anything like this before. And, and maybe this is the challenge that, you know, this is our opportunity to be the greatest generations, you know? Maybe, maybe we will be the greatest generations coming together to save our country. I, I believe it. I really do. I really, really do. But we've just got to stay focused. We've got to stay focused. We've got to return the country from nonsense to common sense. And and I believe we're going to get there. But they're going to do some crazy crap, man. They're already doing it. We're knee-deep in it. We are knee-deep in it. We knew it was going to get insane, but we're knee-deep in it. Here's the positive. we got some positives going. The Supreme Court has decided to take on the Trump case uh, with regard to uh, presidential immunity. That means that case gets kicked down the road, so it probably won't happen the trial before November. And it's kind of interesting because Rachel Madcow and, and uh, you know, what's his name, the Q-tip on MSNBC and Joe Scarborough and all this. I mean, if justice is really what you want, and if, Joe, if Donald Trump really did all of these terrible, terrible things... And if Joe Biden is going to win this election because Donald Trump is so corrupt and so awful and all that, and Joe Biden is such you know sound mind and body, why does it have to happen now? Why do these trials happen to happen now? Because normally when it comes to an expedited trial, you're guaranteed a speedy trial, but only if the defendant wants it, not the prosecution. The prosecution cannot rush a trial. It is up to the defendant. So why? Oh, yeah, because they want to throw the election. Because they, they're slobbering all over the possibility that a conviction on one count will be enough to make you not vote for Trump. But they're, they're out of their minds if they believe that's going to happen. Because of all the other things that have happened to Donald Trump, and he still got more popular, how in the hell is that going to happen? How is that going to happen? That, that this is suddenly going to be the thing that makes you go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, you know, certainly this is the thing that will do it. This is the thing that will absolutely do it. If we get a conviction, then yeah, uh, you, you know, this is going to, this is going to definitely uh, be the thing that actually turns America against Donald Trump. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong because, and, and this is going to really piss people off, because if you put him in jail, you're making him a white Nelson Mandela. Oh, did he say it? Ooh, yeah, I did. 
If you put him in jail, you're just going to make him into Nelson Mandela. You're just going to make him into every other political prisoner in history. And, and if, even if he gets convicted, he doesn't go to prison. The, the same thing. This is a guy named Dave Brown. I just found this online. I thought the guy was pretty smart. Just a laundry list of all the crap that has happened that proves something I said yesterday about why these people are going after Donald Trump and what it adds up to. And it makes, well, it's just true. So Donald Trump is the first president to be wiretapped and spied on. He's the first president to be impeached twice and acquitted twice. He's the first president to be banned and censored on social media. He's the first president to have his home raided by the FBI. He's the first president president to be indicted not once but four times yeah. and he's the first citizen and former president to have a judge with no jury uh-huh. unilaterally decide and impose a 350 million dollar fine in a civil case where not yeah. a single law was broken it's there true. were zero victims and all loans were paid back on time that's true i don't know about you but mm. i'm supporting the guy with the most impeachments Hell yeah. indictments lawsuits and unconstitutional fines Woo. because that's the guy they clearly fear the most i mean at this point unless you live under a rock yeah. whether you love him or whether whether you hate him, you have to see that this is all politically motivated. For seven years, it's all been part of a plan to target him, make him bow, take his swag away, humble him, and to break him and his supporters down. The funny thing is, it keeps backfiring. Yeah, it is. It's backfiring. You know what else has happened that's really good? Ronna McDaniel stepping down as the RNC chair. I saw Laura Trump last night. If she becomes like the co-chair or the vice chair of the RNC, oh, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. She's got friends at high places. She's got power and enthusiasm, and she's going to bring it to those who are going to and are in the process of trying to steal this election. The RNC will be awash with cash. And also, Mitch McConnell, who's been in uh, Congress since 1987, and things have only gotten worse. He decided, well, he isn't going to be the uh, minority leader anymore. And Jim Gossett came up with this for you. Yeah, put a little smile on your face on the Rob Carson Show. The promises I break, the dirty deals I make, the China dough I take, it is Mitch Craft. Yes, yes. And I have no defense for it. The payoffs were immense for it. It only makes sense that I am through. This is beautiful. Cause it's Mitch Craft. Mitch Craft. Backstabbing Mitch Craft. That's right, it is. My deals with Joe were strictly taboo. That is why Mitch is stepping down. Stepping. They wish I was leaving town. Bye-bye. To my party, I've been untrue. To everybody, the American people. I'm gonna hang around. This is rich. Once a new leader's found. Rand Paul. I've got much more damage to do. Do, 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 do. do. I think they ought to remove them before then, if they could. Uh, Rand Paul's being bandied about. I wouldn't mind seeing that. You want to talk about, woo, that would get so good if Rand Paul was the guy. Oh, my God. I'm thinking he's my favorite. Josh Hawley? Mm-hmm. Rand Paul. Woo! I mean, Rand Paul, <laughs> he was there on the baseball field when they shot it up, that Bernie Sanders supporter. Uh, he was tackled by a neighbor off his lawnmower, broke three ribs. He's a truth teller. He's a badass. 
That crazy hair. <laughs> I can see Rand Paul doing it. Oh, my goodness, yeah. By the way, an Indiana law uh, banning transgender-related medical procedures for minors is allowed to take effect following a Tuesday ruling in federal court. The Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit has allowed Indiana to prevent monsters, I'm sorry, doctors, from giving children cross-sex hormone treatments, puberty blockers, and sex trait modification surgeries. So uh, last year, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb signed legislation banning transgender-related medical procedures for minors, which included prohibiting doctors from performing sex change surgeries. If you're a, a doctor who does that, you're a monster. You are a monster. If you are an uh, uh, endocrinologist who, who prescribes anti-puberty drugs, you're a monster. If you're a uh, pediatrician who supports any of this, you're a monster. You betrayed the people who you serve. You're a monster. It was a quote that was sent to me months and months and months ago. Those who believe absurdities will commit atrocities. Those who believe the absurdity that a child's mental illness would be solved by changing their gender, that's an absurdity. I think it was a Descartes who said that. I'm trying to remember. But those who believe that will commit these atrocities, those who years ago would never say, oh, I wouldn't cut the healthy breasts off a little girl going through puberty. Oh, but if somebody's telling me that they can solve this child's suicidal tendencies by making them into a lifelong mutilated eunuch, and in turn make a lot of money, then cool. There's going to be a great reckoning for those who did this. There's going to be a great reckoning. And there has to be. To be quite honest, there, there has to be. Because I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I've read stories, Nazi Germany and all this, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be pejorative at all. I'm saying... These are, the, uh, these are the experimental procedures that they performed on children in Nazi Germany. You can't say that. Oh, hell yes, I can. Are you out of your mind? Of course. All right. That's pretty heavy duty, wasn't it? Well, you know, because it's true, and I'm sick of it. And I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to take this nonsense anymore. You shouldn't take it either. And then parents are going to have to be held accountable as well. You're going to have to be held accountable for all of this nonsense. So uh, yesterday, Hunter Biden was on Capitol Hill. He lied a lot. Uh, the Democrats, it was kind of funny. The Democrats were like uh, teenagers when their parents came home early. And uh, they're trying to hide all the beer and the booze and everything. And <laughs> they were out. out in the first hour of the proceedings, they were outside of the microphone. Deny, 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 deny. Uh, they said that that uh, whistleblower that the FBI is going after to try to make this seem like uh, there's no hundreds of millions or tens of millions of dollars going into the Biden family coffers. Uh, there are no jewels being uh, you know given. There are no jobs being given. There's no money coming from the Chinese Communist Party, from uh, Ukraine, from Romania, all of our enemies. There are no LLCs, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There are no emails. There are no bank transactions and all that because one whistleblower uh, may have lied about a 1023 form. Well, they're wrong. 
but it's really kind of fun to watch. Here's a little montage of the, uh, I'll just call it a morontage. Nobody can state on their side what they think uh, Joe Biden did, even as a private citizen. Uh, that would Oh, no, no, no. No, we, we know what he did, and we're all very familiar with it, but you're wrong. Constitutes some kind of criminal offense. But what's really embarrassing, and I use the word... Is you guys? Secondhand embarrassing. And your hair? I'm talking to Jamie Raskin. Because that's what we witnessed in there, is they're so desperate to humiliate the president. So it is not simply there's no connection to the president, which we've known all along and which was made clear again. But No, 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 no. Seriously, seriously. Tony Robbins is going to come up with a new series of seminars for crack-addicted whoremongers who were kicked out of the military for cocaine use and being drunk and high and high on crack and and uh, bringing uh, prostitutes across state lines uh, and, and how to be successful making 20, 30, 40 million dollars as all of the aforementioned. Or he was selling influence because his dad was the vice president, then the president. There is a very understandable, coherent business explanation for... Uh, no. No, there isn't. Every single thing that they asked for. And now that all of this China stuff or Romania or Kazakhstan is clearly, clearly baseless and bogus... Yeah, and, uh, and Joe Biden doesn't have dementia. You keep telling yourself that. No, no, he's perfectly fine. His brain works fine. Those short stairs on the uh, Air Force One, I don't know what that's about. You know, maybe uh, maybe he doesn't need exercise because he's in such great shape mentally and physically. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Here's Matt Gates outside the hearing yesterday. None more interesting than when Hunter Biden told us that he uh, joined the Burisma board to counter Russian aggression. I, I hadn't heard that one before. That Because nothing holds sway like a crack-addicted whoremonger who was kicked out of the military for cocaine use who brings women across state lines for prostitution. Thank goodness we had Hunter Biden. Oh, and knocks up a stripper and uh, completely ignores the, uh, the bastard child he created. On the Burisma board uh, because that was uh, central to his strategy to stand up to Vladimir And the cocaine in the White House, but that probably was just the dog. Vladimir Putin. So there is, there is an illusory value. It is a mirage to believe that Hunter oh. Biden was engaged in international business. <laughs> this was uh, a bribe masquerading as an international business transaction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that you can actually bribe someone by paying their family members. Oh, like, yeah. I, I don't get why, that. Why would the grandchild who's not even in school get millions of dollars? Oh, yeah, because it was a, laundry, a money laundering operation. This construct that unless Joe Biden himself received cash, that he somehow wasn't involved in the bribery operation. Joe Biden. How did somebody make a $170,000 a year pay cash for a $2.7 million house? Biden was doing the bidding of Burisma. <laughs> he was doing the bidding of Chinese communists, and his family was getting enriched as a communist. If you're making $170,000 a year, you wouldn't have $2.7 million saved up for retirement by the time he retired. Coming up, uh, some great uh, audio from Greg Stubbe, uh, among others, Jim Jordan, uh, actually showing all of the facts that they have. This is The Rob Carson Show. Let's make 2024 the year we turn back from nonsense to common sense. It's The Rob Carson Show.
Right, the diamonds were, was really just a shrug. It was interesting because when he wanted to answer the question, he made it sound like he was the king of Georgetown, the smartest guy in the room. But when he did not want to answer the question, he blamed it on drugs and his addiction. And so you can't have your cake and eat it too. Which is it? Were you this uh, savvy business globetrotter that traveled around the world without experience, or were you this conflicted person with drug problems? And you know, so he would blame all of the answers he didn't want to respond to on drugs and everything he wanted to respond to who was the smartest guy there. He, he stuck his hand right out and shook my hand and looked me in the eye to tell me he was not evil and my response was he was defiant and dishonest today throughout his testimony. I mean, no one yeah, he went over to Nancy Mace <clears throat> and he said, I'm not evil. That's something that a sociopath would do. Go over to a woman <clears throat> and tell her something like that. Here's what I wrote on, uh, on uh, Twitter this morning. Uh, Nancy Mace says Hunter Biden approached her in the, in the hearing yesterday and said he wasn't evil. Evil people traffic women for sex. Evil people extort money for political purposes. Evil people fail to acknowledge their illegitimate children. Evil people capitalize on the death of their brother by having sex with his wife. Evil people completely disregard the welfare of others for their own pleasure. If you can't look at Hunter Biden's and his behavior as evil, then you have a really twisted sense of reality. Crack addicted. Shared the pictures proudly, holding a gun he shouldn't have had. Yeah, he's not evil. Bull crap. <sighs> Ridiculous. Bombshell testimony last year. Former Biden uh, business partner Rob Walker testified January the 26th. $3 million in funds from CEFC flowed to him in March 2017, with about a third going to the Biden shortly after Joe Biden met CEFC chairman Yi Yaming at the Four Seasons Hotel. Walker said money dispatched just weeks after Joe Biden left office as vice president was a thank you for preliminary services, sourcing business opportunities in a relationship that began in 2015. Uh, also, in 2017, former Biden business partner associate Tony Bobolinsky testified. He discussed the CEFC venture twice with Biden's son. Two months later, Hunter put the Chinese company on notice. He expected them to transfer funds after cutting out most of the other business partners with the exemption of his uncle. Within 10 days of the threatening message, $5.1 million flowed from CEFC to Biden-linked accounts. Man, that's pretty good for being drunk and, and high. Sorry, if you were drinking and driving when you killed those kids, you're still going to jail. Still going to jail. This is uh, Greg Stubbe with all of the evidence that Democrats are, uh, are trying, <laughs> unsuccessfully, to say doesn't exist. It's interesting that the talking point for the Democrats, and you're right, it's been this the entire time, there's no direct evidence. Well, I was a practicing lawyer. I don't know what isn't direct evidence that we already have. <laughs> Financial records, yeah. witness testimony. You have Tony Bobolinsky that says that Joe was in the meetings. You have pictures of Joe with all these business associates. You have financial monies moving from Chinese Communist party, Ukraine entities into LLCs owned by Hunter Biden, and then the money being a cut to a check from Jim Jim Biden to Joe Biden. I mean, I don't know what more evidence you would need to have, yeah. but that's the narrative that the mainstream media wants to put out, that there's not any evidence. Yeah, what about the quid pro quo? 
Oh, yeah, what I've been saying. Thankfully for the subpoenas that have been issued to the financial institutions, we now have financial evidence of the money that was laundered from the Chinese Communist Party or Russian oligarchs or uh, the Ukrainian government and entities through the Biden family members, uh, his brother James Biden and Hunter Biden. And we know that, that obviously Joe Biden was the impetus behind all of that. Uh, everything was for sale. You wonder yep. why we're weak on China policy yep. right now? Yep. It's because he's compromised. You With wonder problems. why they want to give billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine? That's because his family made millions of dollars off the Ukrainians. Told you. There's no coincidence to what's happening. And finally, we're getting witness testimony and financial evidence of the crimes that he committed while vice president and that he acted on while president. Some of these meetings happened uh, while he was president in the White House. And yeah, you know, uh, why has China not been uh, held accountable for a virus they unleashed on our country that supposedly killed a million people? Huh? Why did the uh, the Keystone XL pipeline get canceled so uh, Joe Biden could mandate all EVs in the federal workforce become electric? All vehicles, huh? Oh, yeah. Quid pro quo. Back in a few. just so timeless it really is oh by the way you know we're on all of the uh, podcast platforms all of your usual po- you know everything from apple uh podcasts to uh itunes to uh what else spotify to all of those so wherever your favorite podcast platform is just subscribe to the rob carson show podcast and also if you just say i hate to do this because she's sitting here in the room with me Alexa, play the Rob Carson show. Oh, she's listening. And she's listening. Good darn it. Okay, no, Alexa, stop. Stop it. Stop listening to me. Please don't become self-aware and kill me. Alexa, stop. So you just tell, hey, A-L-E-X-A. This is worse than having your wife in the room with you. Uh, hey, A-L-E-X-A, listen to the Rob Carson Show podcast, and you will have the uh, the very latest episode. Oh, yeah, just do that. Do that today. Do it right now. Do it now. No, don't do it right now, because you're listening to the show. <laughs> Technology is so weird. I mean, dude, I mean, we have this thing in my room. You remember, like, watching The Running Man? Like the the '80s movie with uh, with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you know, and you got uh, Sharon Stone, and she gets up in the morning, and she turns on the wall, and it shows the outside, and she says, "What's the weather going to be like?" and all that. Um, right here, right here. Remember, you ever watch the Jetsons, maybe? And you had the Rosie in the kitchen, you know, and all that, and she's the maid. Uh, we have a Roomba named Steve. We put Google eyes on him. So we got a robot vacuum cleaner, and I have a digital uh, assistant here who listens to everything I say. And when I snored the other night with my phone in the room, all of a sudden, sleep apnea stuff shows up on my computer. What the what? Where was I? Oh, yes, yeah, the podcast. <laughs> it's the podcast. Oh. Yee. Damning text between Fonnie Willis' lover, uh, the divorce attorney, and the uh, the attorney for Trump's co-defendant are revealed the day after the star witness bumbling testimony on the stand. 
Text messages between Nancy, Nancy uh, Nathan Wade's uh, divorce attorney, Terrence Bradley, and an attorney for co-defendant Donald Trump communicated frequently via text message. It wasn't anything sexual. Showing damning information about Wade's affair with Willis. Bradley, Wade's former divorce attorney and law partner, took the stage on Tuesday where he's shown a series of text messages in which he spoke about the timeline of Willis and Wade's relationship. Well, what it says basically is that he was uh, doing about chick about with her two years before. Uh, he, uh, she hired him to go after Donald Trump even though he had no qualifications, but apparently was really good in the sack. So, and this is the funny thing about it, because according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution... <clears throat> Uh, uh, Fawny Willis uh, became uh, Fulton County's DA 2021, has charged Trump with 18 other defendants for an alleged conspiracy to overturn the results of 2020. Uh, 2,000 voice calls and just under 12,000 vo- uh, messages, text messages, exchanged over an 11-month period, uh, January 8 to November in 2021, with a prevalence of calls made in the evening hours, followed by a visit, and then an early morning departure. Which sounds like a a booty call. <clears throat> Been a while since I called for booty. Now what you do? It's not a booty call. What you do is you uh, you do house cleaning. <laughs> that's the that's the booty. It's like hey, look, I did the dishes. Okay. Uh, all right. Maybe something else. I mean, how much? The the uh, date ranged from uh, January first to November thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Three hundred thirty three days. Two thousand phone calls over the period. Average of six phone calls per day. You were great last night. Let's do it again tonight. Okay, I'll call you later. Hey, you want to do it again tonight? Okay. When you gonna be over? I don't know. Hey, I'm on my way over. And then the next morning, ooh, I am so tired. I'll see you later. Get in the car. Hey, you were really great last night. And it starts all over again. Those 12,000 texts would average 36 each day in the same time frame. I mean, I've heard of hot and heavy to begin with. That's pretty amazing. Here's NBC uh, recognizing the obvious that uh, uh, Fawny and her uh, boyfriend are in a lot of trouble. Joining me in studio is NBC News legal analyst Catherine Christian. She's also a former Manhattan assistant district attorney. Uh, Catherine, you've been listening. Uh, what is your take so far of Terrence Bradley as a witness? Well, he is clearly an adverse witness. He is there not wanting to answer questions, being a little evasive. The I call it the I don't recall. Uh, usually you'll hear when you're doing a cross-examination of a witness who is not friendly. Um, what I also find that it took a half hour for uh, Miss Merchant to ask the money shot. What did Nathan wait? She didn't really use that term, did she? Yes, she did. He tell you about the relationship. That was the most important question. It took her a half hour to get to that. But he clearly, it's like pulling. What? Brian? Pulling teeth to get him to answer her questions. And the judge rightly said he's an adverse witness. So she should actually be asking some more leading questions. Here is uh, Mike Davis of the Article 3 Project talking about uh, uh, Fannie Willis being toast. Hold on one second. Let me get it here. This is Mike Davis. I swear to God it's here. Hold on one second. The computer kind of does some weird stuff. He's going to get disqualified from this case. Nathan Wade is going to get disqualified from this case. Her office, the Fulton County DA's office, is going to get disqualified from this case. I think the only thing that needs to be decided is whether this judge dismisses the case with prejudice, without prejudice and allows a new prosecutor 
to decide whether to refile the case, and maybe this new prosecutor will see this dog of a case and realize it's it's a bogus case and not refile, and it goes away. Or if a new prosecutor comes in to the case, and then that prosecutor decides to move forward with the case or to dismiss the case. Regardless, I think that this case is done both politically and legally. There you go. So we've got the Fonnie Willis case, and I, I missed the very beginning of that where he said that Fonnie Willis is toast. That's the uh, that's the money shot. Fonnie Willis is toast. There you go. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> You've got the uh, the presidential immunity case going to the Supreme Court, which will put off that case uh, past the election. You've got the uh, the classified documents case, which has been uh, basically tabled for now because Joe Biden's classified case. And by the way, yesterday, Joe Biden went to the doctor. The doctor said, that's what you get for jumping on the bed. No, the, uh, the, uh, the doctor said, no, he's fit. He's perfectly fit. Everything is perfectly fine. So that says to... Uh, to uh, uh, the the uh, people in charge that uh, he's perfectly of sound mind and body and he should be able to be prosecuted for the classified documents that he had in his uh, possession. Right? Yesterday, later, his doctor says he's perfectly fit. Everything's good. Doesn't need a cognitive exam. So why, why was he given a pass? Because he didn't remember stuff and he was a kind old man with a bad memory. Okay, he's fine. Let's, um, let's, uh, let's take him to court. Let's impeach him for classified documents. Can't have it either way, right? Can't have it either way. Tucker Carlson was on a podcast uh, with uh, Lex Friedman. I'd like to get Tucker on. I really would like to get Tucker on the show. Um, And uh, there have been a lot of things that I've been saying for a while, and uh, I've uh, (laughs) I've never experienced what I experienced the last three years of my life with censorship. Um, started in 2018. I was a part of uh, 29 Facebook pages, uh, 19 million followers. Uh, it was a conservative group of, of stations, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, podcasters. And uh, on October 31st, 2018, Facebook disappeared all of them. And uh, the uh, Terry Littlepage, who had spent $250,000 of his own money boosting and reaching an audience, and I was doing live podcasts on Facebook, reaching 50,000, 60,000 people. And I thought, man, I'm not going to have to sell cars anymore. Woo, yeah. And then it all went away. Every bit of it went away. Along with 830 other conservative uh, conservative uh, content providers, and I've never been able to make a dime off Facebook since. And then uh, 2020, the day after the election, my Facebook page, my show page went away, gone. I hadn't even had a chance to do a post, couldn't say anything. We couldn't say anything about the 2020 election. We, we couldn't say anything about Hunter's laptop. We couldn't say anything about Black Lives Matter. Couldn't say anything about the southern border. Couldn't say anything about COVID. All of that. <laughs> never seen anything like it in my life. Never seen anything like it in my life. Couldn't say anything about January the 6th, even though January the 7th, I knew it was an inside job. It just didn't make any sense. They were saying that, oh, yeah, there was $100 million worth of damage inside the building. Really? No, there wasn't. There wasn't any damage at all. They reopened the building as soon as they shooed the uh, protesters out. And now 1,300 of them have been arrested. One of them, one of them, Jake Lang, he's still in jail a thousand days later. His father is outside the jail in D.C., but he's been moved, and they don't know where he is. They don't know where Jake Lang is. He's gone. He's been disappeared. That's our country. <laughs> That's our country. Here's uh, Tucker Carlson talking about uh, 2020. This is just him. I'm just saying that uh, the election was rigged by the uh, CIA 
and the DHS. It was 100% stolen. Are you like joking? Like it was rigged to what? that really? large of a yeah, they, they Really? completely change the way people vote? Oh, yeah, there was that. Right before the election on the basis of COVID, which had nothing to do so with So in that way, it was true, rigged. Yeah. Meaning 100%. Like and then, manipulated. then you weird. censor the information people are allowed to get. Anyone who complains about COVID, which is like, by the way, it might have hurt Trump. But, I mean, it's like, what? whatever. I mean, you could play it many different ways. Yeah. You can't have censorship in a democracy, by definition. Here's how it works. The people rule. They vote for representatives mm -hmm. to carry their agenda to the capital city and get it enacted. That's yeah. how they're in charge. And then every few years, they get to reassess the performance of those people in an election. In order to do that, they need, a, they need access, unfettered access, to information and no one, particularly not people who are already in power, is allowed to tell them what information they can have. They have to have all information that they want. Whether the people in charge want it or don't want it or think it's true or think it's false, it doesn't matter. And the second you don't have that, you don't have a democracy. It's not a free election, period. Yeah, and that's why I considered it such an enormous uh, affront. And I couldn't believe it was happening. I couldn't believe it was happening. And And the thing is... These, uh, uh, you know, these uh, NGOs, the Stanford Virility Project or Virality, Virality Project, not Virility, <laughs> uh, and the DHS and, and all of these organizations that were threatening uh, journalists and blacklisting journalists and threatening uh, content providers, they got uh, journalism to play along because they're so terrified of being shut down or de uh, demonetized. So it really worked. It really worked for a while. <clears throat> it really did. They want to do it again. They're already doing it again. But uh, I am raging against the machine. And I told you this. Um, there's no way that they're going to be able to win this election fairly. Because of Joe Biden's awful record, they're trying to put a ribbon on a pig, call it a uh, uh, you know pageant winner. And they're trying to make it look like the dear leader is not mentally declining. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows all of these things. Everybody knows it. It's very blatant. It's very obvious. Nobody's being fooled by it. The only people who are, and nobody, even, even the people on, on the left, aren't fooled by it. They're just willing to die for a lie. They're willing to bring that lie. They're willing to lie to you to propagandize. That's propagandists know it's propaganda. Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski know it's propaganda. Michael Steele knows it's propaganda. But they're bought and paid for. They are. But trust me, their ratings don't merit the tens of millions of dollars they make. They don't. But it does prove they have a price. Here's Tucker on that, which I said yesterday. But I would say it's this election that I mean, it took me a while to come to this, but it's this election that's the referendum on democracy. Biden is senile. He's literally senile. He can't talk. He can't walk. The whole world knows that. Leave yes. our borders. People are, you know, everybody, everybody in the world knows it. He can't, he can't, you can't, a senile man is not going to get elected in the most powerful country in the world unless there's fraud, period. You, you don't suppose that the people of Russia knew that Joseph Stalin was a, was a dictator murdering him? You, you don't suppose that the people of China knew the Cultural Revolution was starving people to death? You, you, you really? No, they were just shut down. And the dear leaders of those countries were made to look like glorious leaders. They built big statues for them and everything. 
So it's a it's a playbook that's been done before, guys. It's it's a playbook that's been done before. So don't think that it's a you know that any of this that anyone believes that Joe Biden is fine. The world is making fun of him. They're doing comedy bits on him, and they all feature the same thing: his mental decline. But you've got people in this country who are doing the same thing that Pravda and Izvestia and, and the people who covered up Tiananmen Square did. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's very real. It's very real. I just got a text from a friend, and he says, uh, he says we're losing our nation, and people are blind to it. I said, no. The people who matter, no. The people who matter, no. Let's take a break and come back and wrap things up. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. This is not an EV, and it never will be. I've decided that if I become rich, that I'm going to buy a, a 69 Charger. That's what I'm going to buy. I know. It's, it's not a midlife crisis. I've never had a midlife crisis. I don't care about that. I'm, I'm you know... I actually have, uh, with the exception of a few aches and pains, you know, whatever, uh, I'm enjoying aging because um, you, uh, with age comes wisdom, right? I mean, there's some amazing things that happen and things become very clear when you're no longer just focused on boing, you know. <laughs> yeah, not saying that I don't occasionally focus on boing, but you know what I'm saying. So it's kind of cool. Um, Israelish, uh, Jewish and Israeli students are afraid to go to school in Berkeley. The eruption of anti-Semitism in Berkeley's elementary and high schools is nothing I've seen before, according to Kenneth Marcus, the chairman of the Brandeis Center. Enduring kill the Jews statements from peers being asked what their number is, referring to t- um, numbers tattooed on Jews during the Holocaust. Teacher prompted uh, ta- walkouts in support of Hamas terrorists. A teacher directing second graders to write stop bombing babies on sticking notes displayed around the schools. These are some of the allegations against the Berkeley Unified School District in a Lewis D. Brandeis Center for Human Rights under Law and Anti-Defamation League complaint filed on Wednesday with the Houston Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights. Uh, Jewish people uh, say peer-on-peer anti-Semitic bullying has escalated as students are emboldened to emulate their teachers and perpetuate hostility towards their Jewish classmates. It's so bad that Jewish and Israeli students are often afraid to go to school. I would ask you, as someone who is a non-Israeli or non-Jew, to defend your Jewish brothers and sisters at all costs. I mean it. At all costs. This is ridiculous. Yesterday, in a, um, on a Sunday, at a Miami synagogue, this happened. So these uh, pro-Hamas zealots are doing this now. They're trying to set this country on fire like what happened in 2020. These are the same groups that they hired for 2020, Antifa and whatnot. But it's not going to work. This is Bill Maher. I want you to listen to Bill Maher, the, uh, the lib, and he even understands the severity of this. Here in America, a troubling trend has been unfolding in recent years as the support that Israel could always count on from America's liberals has faltered. I consider myself a liberal, but as I'm sure you know, I'm not part of this trend. Sometimes people say to me, you're just standing up for Israel because you're Jewish. But I'm not. My mother's side of the family was Jewish, at least culturally, but I was raised Catholic, and having survived that, I'll be damned if anyone's going to take that away from me. And nobody gets to tell me what I am but me. And what I am is a Catholic-raised atheist. 
And that actually makes my support of Israel more meaningful because it doesn't come from tribalism. It comes from the fact that the values that Israel upholds and exemplifies are my values. Now, I can't play all of that. But I'm going to say that I'm never going to forget October the 7th. Frequently, it's, uh, it's diluted by uh, the news cycle. Uh, I'm never going to forget that. I'm never going to be for a two-state solution that involves Hamas or the Palestinian uh, Authority at all. At all. I just wanted you to know that. Pray for Israel. We'll take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. Check out the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Just look up The Rob Carson Show and subscribe. Also, just say, hey, Alexa, play The Rob Carson Show podcast. All right, God bless you, America, and Israel. Tomorrow's Friday, baby. (sighs) Don't catch the stupid in the meantime.